The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right. We're back here on the block. I'm Austin Norman. Eric Strickland will be back momentarily. Uh, trivia question for you for 15 bucks to the Upside Bar and Lounge. Some, some breaking news courtesy of Keith Mann. Frank Solich being named to the College Football Hall of Fame. So again, 15 bucks to the Upside Bar and Lounge uh, for texter number... Let's do number nine, right? I think that's a good number. Texter number nine with the correct answer to this question. How many combined players and coaches, including Frank Solich, does Nebraska claim in the College Football Hall of Fame. Again, how many uh, Huskers, that includes coaches and players, are now in the College Football Hall of Fame with Frank Solich's induction? Texter number nine gets the 15 bucks to Upside Bar and Lounge. But we go to our VIP line brought to you by Aloe Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. We welcome in Brian Munson. We just talked to him on Thursday regarding the, the All-America Bowl down in San Antonio. Nebraska had three players playing in that game. Brian, long time no chat. When you look at that game down in San Antonio, let's start on the offensive line with uh, Bricks and Pyle playing for Nebraska. What do you make? What have you been hearing about how those two guys performed? Yep. First of all, Happy New Year. Um, I I think that everything was very positive about those two guys. So um, let's start with Pyle, uh, the the highest rated of the two, you know, it, it was a much different type of game and setting to, to anything he'd ever played in before. Um, he's usually been hat on a hat, you know, kind of just straight drive blocking road grading people and never any type of, you know, zone blocking or moving laterally. You know, he's always just been able to leverage, you know, his physicality and, and getting people off of the line of scrimmage. Um, Pyle, on the other hand, uh, is a little bit more technically, you know, ready to kind of play the college game based on the offensive system that he ran down there in Houston. He's uh, also a guy that's swung in from playing tackle up to this year, moved into guard, you know, so he's he's got into a tighter, you know, he's in a little bit more of a phone booth now working interior offensive line versus being out there on those on that island against those, those faster guys, he's against bigger, slower, but stronger guys, you know, in the phone booth. And I think he's really actually excelled um, when it comes to that. He one of the things that, you know, people said very quickly about pile was that, you know, the rankings didn't really weren't really reflective of his ability. Number mm-hmm. one, uh, he was a little bit underrated. Number two uh, kind of was uh, considered to be the, the best polar, like on the West squad, 
Um, so a guy that technically had learned and knew how to do it, but then bricks, he'll tell you, like he was, I've never had to move laterally. And then you would sit there and say, well, how are you able to kind of so gracefully do that and cover that up? And I think he was assimilating, you know, all the information and having to apply it almost like real time. And, And I think that, you know, by being so agile and so athletic, it kind of covered up this, you know, what it could could have been like a really cumbersome process for, for somebody that, that wasn't as athletic as what Bricks might have been and that could have gone down there and said, I have no idea how to do this and got frustrated with it. That was not Bricks style. Bricks was just plugging through it and he was doing that, all that stuff kind of real time. So lots of really good compliments about those two all the way around uh, this week. And, and obviously, uh, as indicative of the game on Saturday, they they really like to run behind those guys. So when um, you know they had that long kind of road grading drive, that I think went right to left. Those guys were in the entire drive, and and they ran right over the top of them. Did I see both guys playing interior? Do you think that would be the plan at Nebraska, or those um, you know tackle guys, or could they be you know swing guard tackles? Um, you know, in, in talking to Pyle, Pyle is, uh, I, I think getting way more chatter from, uh, coach Rayola and the Nebraska staff about playing in, inside. Um, they're also mentioning to him that, you know, if he could learn how to, or demonstrate that he can snap, you mm-hmm. know, that that would be beneficial to him that he could play center and guard. Uh, and then I, I think for, uh, for bricks, bricks, it's going to be mainly like, look, they, they have a lot of a lot of high hope for him and and I think that they want to uh they know that he's going to be able to soak it up they think that physically you know he's going to be uh very you know very ready to kind of come in and 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 be productive um it's going to be really a matter of like what position can you get him on the field the soonest um because I think that that's going to matter you know so uh, I think with Pyle, I think people are going to underestimate how ready he is. And I think with, with Bricks, uh, it's really one of those things where when the opportunity presents itself, he just needs to be ready to kind of walk through the door and whether it's guard or tackle, just be ready to play. And that attitude you mentioned from down at the All-America Bowl seems like it'll serve him well in the college ranks. Similar totally. thing for, for Carter Nelson, right? A guy playing eight-man football up in Ainsworth. Is I don't say first taste, but his first major taste of, of big boy football, playing against a lot of the best players um, on the on the East squad. There, Carter Nelson had that nice catch and run. How do you assess his performance down in San Antonio? You know, I don't think in in a in a world of 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 geese, he was kind of a duck, right? Where they they got him down there, and and he got put into this bucket of of being tight end, and. In reality, he's not a tight end at all. He he had never been asked to block, you know, before going down to San Antonio. So he, everything that he did blocking wise in his life, in his high school career, uh, he learned how to do in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was again, you know, kind of kind of bricks esque. You know, he was able to kind of pick that stuff up. Uh, got some really good coaching and some really good uh, direction on how to kind of do all that stuff. And was able to to apply it very very quickly. But he was a guy that you know when they were going one on ones and doing a little bit of skelly, uh, he, he wasn't getting any reps because they just they didn't know like how athletic of a dude 
you know, he really was. Um, and and I, I think, you know, both Carter and Betancourt, uh, who is the uh, Clemson commitment from Illinois, uh, the two tight ends on the west side, I, I think that they could have been featured a little bit differently in, in the offense uh, and probably would have really given them some serious advantages. I just don't think that they really knew kind of what they were dealing with. Um, so I, I think that – and look, Carter smiled it off. He, he's got that opinion, like the experience was bigger than, you know, him becoming MVP. You know, mm. it wasn't it wasn't anything like that. His, his expectations were he was going in eyes wide open. He wanted to meet some people. He wanted to have an incredible process. And he wanted to learn some things. He wanted to kind of get his teeth cut, you know, a little bit, you know, before he heads to, to Lincoln in June um, to kind of get things going. So I, I just don't feel like that there was an offense – put in place really to kind of feature any of the tight ends on the West squad. But when he did get a chance to shine both on Saturday and in the practice that I saw him on Wednesday morning, he's the, he was the only guy on Wednesday morning that that even caught a pass. um, And it was for a touchdown. So uh, he, he did the best with the, with the small, uh, small moments, the small amount of moments that he had. Which is all you can ask. We're talking with Brian Munson of Husker Online here on our Allo VIP line. A guy that didn't play in the game, but was at the Combine down at the All-American Bowl. You wrote about Brian um, for Husker Online. Connor Booth out of Wahoo Bishop Newman. What do you make of Connor Booth's performance at the Combine, not in the game? Is he a guy that you think could carve out a, a role for Nebraska? Or is he just you know, an in-state guy um, that's one of the best guys in state, so they felt like they should take him? No, I... I... I think his performance on Friday was eye-opening on a national level. Um, he didn't run a 40. He's been dealing with a little bit of a, a hip quad kind of uh, injury. Uh, he was uh, 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 he was encouraged not to run by the coaches that were there at San Antonio. He did all the other drills. He did standing broad. He did vertical jump. He did all the ball drills. All all those all those things. And uh, from all accounts. Uh, he compared very, very, very well. In fact, I met a uh, high school coach who helps out with the National Combine on Wednesday, and he wrote me specifically about Connor on set. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And said uh, the kid really stood out. So he's, I think Connor is one of those uh, great hidden gems that Nebraska, you know, has tucked away in Wahoo, Nebraska. Number one, I, I think that he's never going to get the recognition on a national scale because of, of where he where he's at geographically. Um, I think he's going to be a, a terrific uh, college player, uh, both in baseball and in football. 
Uh, I think he just kind of get that, that gritty kind of thing talking to him that he's just, you know, he's, he understands what this, what this opportunity is worth. Uh, so I think that he's, he's excited for the challenge. Um, but I think that on a national scale that he, he had a chance really to kind of open some folks eyes that, that, that had doubted him about playing the, the, the running back position that had doubted that he was capable of being a guy that could stand up nationally to other players from other, you know, more, uh, uh populated areas. He did, he did a, a great job on all accounts. He committed to Nebraska as a running back in next year's class. You think he's a running back? He thinks he's a running back. The staff thinks he's a running back for the Cornhuskers? I, I absolutely do. I mean, this is a guy that's averaging over 10 yards a carry. He had a monster junior year after a, a good sophomore season that really saw him play, you know, primarily as a fullback. He moved back to feature back finally as a junior when the offense changed. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he can do his senior year. He ran, you know, in the four fives uh, last summer for Nebraska, which kind of got him the offer. He's a six foot two, 250 poundish, you know, running back that's got a capability, you know, here to put on a few more pounds. But like, you know, having known uh, his father and 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 I I know kind of like what his what his structure is, and it's that's about what you can kind of expect, you know, about 220 pounds or so. But I think athletically. I just don't think people really understand, you know, how athletically gifted, you know, Connor is. So I think that that's the part there that's really going to catch people's attention when they go out there and they watch him play his senior year or go watch him play baseball this summer um, or get a chance, you know, here in the future to see him, you know, carrying the rock for, for Nebraska. I think that there's a lot of things to really look forward to him as a, as a, as a running back. He's got one more season of high school to go, but Nebraska does bring in a, a running back commit, not in a true 2024 commit, but a transfer portal guy in Dante Dowdle. And they also bring in Isaiah Nayor, a Texas high school product, went to Wyoming, then back to Texas for a couple years. What do you make of those two portal ads and what they say about this Nebraska offense in 2024, Brian? Critical. I mean, Dowdle is needed to, to backfill the, the hole that was created by Kiwan Lacey jumping out of the class. Uh, the room, in, in really, and in, in it's just my view of it, I still think it's a pretty thin room. I mean, it, it, it really could have still used a 2024 guy and a portal guy when you return, like, basically your top two guys, you know, from season-ending injuries. Um, and you get Ives and you have Emmett Johnson there. And then people, I think, are kind of overlooking Emmett Johnson, but he had a great impact this last season. It'll be interesting to see what he does kind of taking a step forward. And, and Nayor is super interesting because of what he did at Wyoming prior to going to Austin and then, you know, putting the knee injury behind him and not having basically a role um, – uh, you know, uh, that was too prominent down there in Austin, getting, getting lost up, lost in the Sarkeesian, becoming the head coach and COVID and all that other stuff that kind of goes along with it. I think Nebraska found themselves, you know, with a really good number one option finally in the room, a young receiver room that can help the rest of those guys kind of, you know, take another step and, and really kind of come of age. And he's going to have a great chance to lead a very talented room. I want to ask you about this too, Brian. It's entirely speculative at this point, but the rumors have been coming out of the coaches' convention uh, that Matt Rule was speaking at that Nebraska's in some talks with Dana Holgerson for a potential role on staff. If that comes to pass, I would assume he would be the the quarterbacks coach and take over as offensive coordinator. What do you think Nebraska's looking for in you know talking to Dana Holgerson if he does come to Nebraska? What would he bring? I think he would be a splash hire. 
I mean, if they're if they're really <clears throat> if they're really if Matt Rule and Nebraska are committed to bringing in a, a proven quarterbacks coach to bringing in you know somebody that's going to give them some different looks and play calling and and you know Holgerson and what he's done you know his offensive mind and the quarterbacks of course that he has worked with the guys that he has he has helped you know mentor and and coach um I think that Nebraska fans should be really excited about that I think the other the other side of it is too and people aren't really talking about this but he's a heck of a recruiter mm-hmm. and and I think though I think what he had kind of set up at Houston is in, in the NIL area in particular is very very interesting because he was getting players away from P5 programs to go to to go to U of H because the NIL system the NIL program that was in place uh was was some of the best that they had in the nation so he was able to kind of get this program that's there you know under the radar a little bit non P5 uh in a competitive uh, situation with the P5 schools so I think that that has a lot of interesting potential, uh, particularly when it comes to being quarterback and and the competitive advantages of bringing another recruiter in on the staff uh, it, with with Texas ties to, to boot. Uh, definitely has a lot of interesting things to go along with it. Again, it's just speculative at this point, but obviously the yep. Texas connections stand out, right? I mean, you look at his time at Texas Tech, you look at uh, Graham Harrell, Michael Crabtree at Tech, you look at his work yep. with Kevin Sumlin, you look at uh, what he did at U of H, like you're saying. But going under the radar, Brian, is his connections to Iowa, right? He's a Davenport, Iowa guy who cut his teeth under Hal Mummy and, and Mike Leach, right? So I, I think we think air raid when we think Dana Holgerson, we think Hal Mummy. But Dana Holgerson's still a Midwestern guy, and I have a hard time imagining that he'd look at you know Dante Dowdle and Emmett Johnson and say, eh, those guys don't need the ball. <laughs> Well, I think the Midwest, the Midwest stuff is the Midwest coming from the Midwest and being from that area are, are critical. I think it's one of those things that uh, Nebraska is always going to be very, very interested in keeping all of the guys in the region home. And if you get a guy like Holgerson to, to come to Lincoln, you can put him in a room and you can put him into a high school that are in the neighboring states. And he is recognizable the minute that his feet you know, walk through the door. So I, I think that there's just so many things from, you know, what he sees in guys offensively and what they can do for you on the football field to, you know, the recognizability of, of his own personal brand and, and, and just knowing who he is and what he could do. And then putting him on, you know, a team like Nebraska in the Midwest that's that's really, you know, trying to get to that next step and bringing in a guy like Rayola and they're really pushing hard now and trying to, put year three class together and really, you know, just kind of fill in those, uh, the last kind of holes in the roster. So it's, it's definitely a, it's a, it's a really fascinating story. And then last but not least, Brian, your bills, they did it, not just in the playoffs, they're AFC East champs, their reward, a date with Pittsburgh. How are you feeling about the two seven matchup and the bills chances in these NFL playoffs? Uh, we did everything we could to give it away last night, um, <laughs> but you Josh didn't. really came around in the fourth quarter and, and I thought that one play where it was fourth down and he had five yards to go and he ends up getting the first down to kind of seal the deal really was, uh, was, was terrific. But um, I love the matchup, you know, in, in Buffalo against Pittsburgh, a whole heck of a lot better than going back to Miami, trying to beat those guys for a third time. 
Uh, who knows what you get next week? Is Mostert back? You know, is Waddle back? Um, so it, they were definitely down a guy or two last night. It was it was very very clear. Uh, so I'd rather play twice in Buffalo than have to go beat you know somebody beat Miami back in Miami again next week. So huge huge win for for Buffalo. I actually like the way the seeding kind of breaks down a little bit for them. Um, so yeah, getting those first two games at home are very, very helpful. So we'll see where it goes from here. Brian, twice in five days, we appreciate you making time for us. It's always a treat. Have a good rest of your week, my friend. All right. Be good. Again, no promises on being good, but that's Brian Munson with us here on our Allo VIP line brought to you by Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. We'll step aside. We'll cross it over with old school, bring Stricky back, wrap up on the block here in just a sec. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.